Rabbi Sa'a, Guten Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Shmini, Tavshin Pei Beis. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Pura, Parshish which we're going to read, extra Parshish, the Parshish from the Dalit Parshish, the Pura Aduma. And also, this Erev Shabbos, we are holding, finding ourselves, all of Klal Yisrael throughout the entire world, in the midst of the end of the Shiva, Yemei Avelus, on... The Godel Ador, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Zeich Tzadik V'Kodesh Levracha. I spoke a few times this week about Reb Chaim, both in the yeshiva and in other places, other yeshivas, and Hespedim have been sent, people have been hearing stories, countless and countless stories. The stories are just mind-boggling, and it's really, really hard to imagine a world that less than a week ago it was a world with Reb Chaim, and today it's a world without Reb Chaim. I do want to speak a few stories, and we'll get chizuk, and, um, and at the same time try to say something a little bit on the parsha. just to point out that there's no question that the parsha always gives us insight into the, to, to the lives that we're living and to the daily activities that we have. The parsha begins... With the Shemones Yimei Miluyim, the Yom Hashmini, and then it digresses and it speaks about that um, Aaron brought an eagle. The eagle was a kapara for the Maisa eagle, which he was somewhat involved in. And so we see, first of all, we see the Indian of kapara brought down over here. And then the Torah speaks about the episode of the day of the Shemunisim and Eluyim, the sons of Aaron, Nadav, and Avihu, they took a special esh, and they, put, they lit up the Keteris, and they brought an esh, Zorah, Asher Leitzivah, and then a fire came out, entered into their nostrils, and they both died. It was a terrible, terrible event, can you imagine? This is the highlight. We're waiting for the beginning of the Mishkan. And, um, and what happens is that the sons of Aaron, they die. And the Pasuk says, the, With the, the ones that are closer, as Rashi says, the chosen ones, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, created an event which... Um, turned out to be also a type of kapara, as Rashi points out, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu does a din with tzaddikim, so misyore umisale umiskalis. Everyone understands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that created it, and it creates a kedusha for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Because we make a kavachaymer. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu was willing to take away the tzaddikim, kol shikain the rishoyim, how much more so the Rishoyim? And that's Pshat Apnei Kolaam Ekoved. On the face of the nation, there was like honor, so to speak. There was glory, because people took it to heart that they saw that the Mises of Aaron, the Mises of the Shnei Bnei Aaron, were a type of Kapara for Klai Yisrael. And as the Mepharshim point out, that from here we have to learn out that when the Tzaddikim pass away, that uh, all of Klai Yisrael is considered him to the tzaddikim, and uh, this is very apropos. <clears throat> we have gone through the, 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 the sudden shock 
of the, the loss of the Godel Hador from our midst, the great Reb Chaim. And the Pasuk says later on, All the brothers of Klai Yisrael, all of the nation of Klai Yisrael, <coughs> we have to cry on the Sreifa that was, take, that was done over here. The Rashi points out from here we see that the Tzar of Talmidim is an obligation on all to mourn. So there's no question this week is a week of mourning. And as the Balaturim points out, Talmud Chachem Shemes, everyone is considered his Karuv. I think everyone, it's very, very simple, everyone felt and everyone feels some sort of measure of level of connection to Reb Chaim. This was the Godel that was in our midst, the Godel that was taken away. And seemingly, the Parshish Hashmini is the Parsha which on one hand we understand that this is a tzara. On the other, on the other hand, we say that Kodesh Baruch Hu, if he made a din of a tzaddikim, so we have to take it to heart. And if we'll take it to heart and we'll take the lessons of the, the Misa of tzaddikim, as we know, the Misa of tzaddikim is a kapara, but it's betanai that we will somehow learn from the attributes of the tzaddik. And I know that there are some, certain people that they already, merely people have taken upon themselves to learn mesechtas and to be mechazik in certain inyanim, as I mentioned, the yeshiva, even a small tikkun creates a tremendous, tremendous effect upon the world. There are people that are finishing mesechtas, people starting mesechtas, people are being mechazik in their learning, in their davening, in their tzedakah. I know that for the Levaya, the old Ner Yaakov Talmud I heard, who didn't have children for a few years, and he had gone through a prime, a prime gave him a bracha with one of the tenayim that he puts on a beard, then he'll have children, and he put on a beard, and he ended up having children, and he felt such a debt of a karasatov that he flew on Matzi Shabbos, he got a plane, and the ticket cost him $3,000. He's not a person that has money just to spend empty, you know, extra, <clears throat> but he came in just for the levaya and to be able to be Menachem Oval, the children. I myself went to be Menachem over the children this week. And um, there are a few personal stories <coughs> I mentioned this morning to a grandson of Reb Chaim, who's also an anacle of Reb Sternbuch. I dive into Reb Sternbuch. And I want to say over these stories uh, to see a little bit some of the greatness of Reb Chaim. Um, Everyone is speaking about the Maisenisim and the amount of brachas that he gave and the people that he gave Rafuas and Yeshuas and the Buas. <coughs> I met someone I said met someone at the bakery this morning. I said, No, you have a Maiser with Rabchaim? He says, Yeah. He says his Maiser with Rabchaim is a very interesting story. He said he himself is a Talmud Chacham. He wrote a sefer on <coughs> Mesechta Para. Wow, isn't that amazing? A Mesechta Para. Just thinking about it now, we're holding a Pasha's Para. It's a very, very difficult, difficult lima, the Mishnayis on Parah. And he gave it to Reb Chaim, he brought it to Reb Chaim. And uh, Reb Chaim had it. And a certain Rosh Hashiva came to um, Reb Chaim. And he was le- asking him Shailas in the Inyanim of Parah. And Reb Chaim pulled out the Sefer from Mayim and says, oh, here's a very good Sefer, he speaks about these Inyanim, you should take the Sefer. So, this Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva Nechobet, Rav Avram HaKoyen Kuk, the, the brother of Simcha Kuk, he took the Sefer and he went through it and he tackled with the spell <coughs> and he saw the Mechaber was 
So he wanted to return the Sefer to Reb Chaim, and he wanted to get a copy for himself, so he called this uh, Talmud Chacham, uh, Rabbi Geisler, uh, this is Rabbi Geisler from Teres Chaim's brother, and he said to him, can I get the Sefer? I'll come to you to get the Sefer. So he said, no, you don't have to come to me. I, I'll go, you keep the Sefer by you, and I'll go to Reb Chaim, I'll give Reb Chaim another Sefer. And that's what happened. Why did he do it? He said he figured he'll take his, this way he'll get an in to take his kids in for a bracha. And that's what happened. He came to Reb Chaim's house, and he told that he has a Sefer on Paro, which the, the Anacles knew Reb Chaim likes a lot. So they let him in, in in front of everybody with the children. And he said, he said to Reb Chaim, I know that Reb Avram Cook was by you, and this, I'm giving you this copy instead of that copy. So Reb Chaim left. And then Reb Chaim turned to the children and he said, Ah, at, he says, your Abba and myself were both the same. I wrote a Sefer, a sefer on, on, in Yonam Parah, and your father wrote a Sefer in Yonam of Parah. This was showed so much the, the Anivus, the Anava of, 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 um, of Reb Chaim. Just in another grain, I, you know, you, I can go on for hours and hours, but I just have to say the story, because it's negated to the same thing. I heard that Reb just saw this morning, that uh, there was a, in the Nyanim of Kiddush HaChaydish, Reb Chaim was being Isaac, the Rambam is very difficult, difficult in Yonim of Kiddush HaChaydish. And he saw that there was a, a Kolo young man that wrote a Sefer on the Yonim of Kiddush HaChaydish and about a certain particular topic that he was working on. And he felt that this young Talmud Chacham had a great grasp of it and he wanted to, to speak with him about it. So he said he wants to go to these younger man and care safer. So the family said, "No, we'll get that younger man to come to you." So Reb Chaim says, well, "He doesn't have to come to me. I need him. He doesn't need me. So let's go to him." So that's what happened. They drove to they drove to Safer, and Reb Chaim went and knocked on the door of this younger man's house, and it came out that he wasn't home. He was in Kailo. So Reb Chaim said, "Oh, we'll go to the Kailo," and that's what happened. Reb Chaim went into the Kailo, and he went to speak to this younger man in learning in order to be able to get a, a new hair, some aspect which Reb Chaim felt that this young man had worked on in the Nyanam of Kiddush HaChadosh. Rabbi said, this shows us the great, great thirst and the great ava that um, Reb Chaim had for the Indian of for, for Ava Satira. He wanted to know the Torah as best as a person can possibly have an understanding of it. In this week's parsha, in the end of the parsha, it speaks about the different machalim which you're allowed to eat. And the Torah tells us that there's a certain type of animal that you're allowed to eat. What is that animal? That animal is the grasshopper, the chagavim. And uh, today we don't have the Messiah of what the chagav is. But in the Torah, the Torah tells us that you're allowed to eat chagavim. And everyone knows the story that everyone is has heard over the years and this and it was said over this uh, say over the of the Pasik as Aylam Tachelu as the Arba Lemini, Vesasolumineu, Sahaglumineu, Vesachogov Lumineu. You allowed to eat the grasshoppers. They say that the Taimani Shayid didn't they eat grasshoppers because they know what the Samanim are. But we Ashkenazim and the rest of the world we don't know what the Sabanim are, therefore we can't eat it. But um Everyone knows this Maisei that Reb Chaim wrote a sefer called Karnei Chagovim, 
and he wrote it on the Yon of Chagobim, and they say that he had a certain shayla that he needed to have a look at what a Chagov was. And all of a sudden, from the window, all of a sudden, a grasshopper flew into the house. This was said over many, many years ago. And Zilberstein, his brother-in-law, said it over. Said it over the Hespit. And there was an added part that he added that everyone heard that this was like, the, you know, the Tzaddikim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sends them the Hatava because... They're so close to him, so Kodesh Baruch Hu wants him. And the Reb Chaim was able to look at this grasshopper. He was able to see, he said, oh, it's Gavaldic, now he knows exactly what it was. And supposedly afterwards, the grasshopper flew out. Um, but they say to Rav Zilberstein, told this over to Rav Yashiv, and Rav Yashiv was Yotza Bispailus. He had such wonderment from the story. He says, this is the type of thing which only happens to Rishonim. In the Rishonim, they speak about that they were looking to have a certain analysis of something that took place, and all of a sudden something happened that they were able to see clearly. HaKadosh Baruch sent him a ruach from on top, and they were able to somehow be able to to, to attain that level of, of Torah. And they say to Rav Yashiv that entire day, he kept people coming in and said, did you hear the Maise with Rav Chaim? Rav Yashiv was not the type of person to get excited, but this, this Maise made him very, very excited. The stories that I said over to the grandson today were that I was zoichet to see Reb Chaim on two occasions in a very, very unique, unique fashion. One occasion was there was a... I saw him at the beach. Now you might say, wow, that's like crazy. But yes, over 35 years ago, Reb Chaim, like the rest of the Bnei Torah, the Avreichim, would go to the beach, the, the kosher beach in Netanya, next to Galit Sands, and I was on the beach, and this is the scene that I saw. I saw Reb Chaim coming down the hill from on top, and he had two, two Bachram that were walking with him, and on top of him he had placed a carton to cover his entire head, literally a large carton. His face was covered over, and the reason was because Reb Chaim, I guess, was afraid of not seeing things which he felt were improper, and which are against the Torah, uh, and being close to the beach, even though he was walking down that path, which is a separate beach, but Reb Chaim had a shmiri yaseira and a zainayim, and it was a funny scene to see, but this is the way Reb Chaim walked. He walked down the hill with the box. When he got down to the beach area where everyone was there, all the B'nai Torah were there, he took off the box, and then he went into the beach, he went into the yam, and I saw him jumping in the waves. I told him, I didn't see him swimming, but I saw him jumping against the waves. He was there for 10 or 15 minutes. Don't know exactly how long. They say that he used to, that was a Kabbalah he had from the Chazanish to go to the Yam. So there were many, many lessons that I learned from that. Number one is that to see how the normalcy of Reb Chaim on one hand of going to the Yam, on the other hand, the Shmir Seinayim that he had. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a story which relates to this, a related story, I heard that once that a younger man went to Reb Chaim, again, these are all big madragas, and he said he has a doctor's appointment in Bnei Brak, but he's afraid of his stackless asuras. He's going to go into the neighborhood, have to go on the buses, and he's going to have, he's going to, have to see these things, th- scenes which he doesn't want to see. So Reb Chaim said, what's the problem? Put a box on your head. And he went, and he went, and he took an orange crate, and he said, just put this on your head, and there's no problem you're going now, you might say this sounds strange. It sounds like outlandish. But if you live a life 
of the highest levels of the connection to the Torah and to the Rabbani Shalom, that this is not strange. This is really the reality of the way the Kedusha that the great people live in. I can't tell you if that younger man followed what Reb Chaim said or not. But here I want to say over another story. I was also Zorichim many, many years ago to go to the base Medrash in Letterman. There was a Hachnosas Sefer Tehillim. It's brought down in Svarim that there's an Indian of writing all of the 24 books, that, including Nevi'im, Ksuvim, Rishonim, Achreinim, and the Megillus, not only the Haftarahs, to write it on a cloth, and it seems in the time of the Cypler they also did the same thing. And by Reb Chaim, it seems they completed it. And a friend of mine was the one that donated the Sefer Tillam. And I remember being there together with Reb Chaim, and what they did was a very interesting thing. We know by Chnos Sefer Torah, you take all the Sefer Torah, and you bring in the new Sefer Torah, and you dance together with all the Sefer Torah. But here they did something they t- different. They took out all the Sefer Nevi'im, and there were 24, uh, there, excuse me, all the Sifri Nevi'im, not the Sifri Torahs. I'm not mistaken, they took out, maybe they took out the Sifri Torahs as well. But I saw them taking out the Sifri Nevi'im. And the Prime took the Sifri Tillam and he started dancing. But how did he dance? He danced literally with tremendous, tremendous fervor. And he was an unbelievable dancer. And the smile on his face was beyond the tremendous Simcha. And it was like the it says by David Amelech, the David Amelech was Mafazir, Umacharkir. He literally was dancing up a storm. And you saw the tremendous, tremendous love that he had for the Torah. Rabbi Sai. I saw brought down that Rabchaim, the same way he learned Shas Bavli and Shalmi, he also learned Navi. And I heard that he 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 he, he was learning Divrei Yamim. And he was reading the words of the Divrei Yomim, which are a lot of names, shame and Alkana and everything else. And he learned it with the same fervor, the same simcha. And he repeated it again and again. This was all part of his chazaras as he went through Shas and he went through the entire Torah. Rabbi said, there's so many stories we could say about Reb Chaim. And we are going to have to live in a world without having him with us to give us the brachas, to give us the buhas, to give us the refuah shleimus. And we are also going to have to assert ourselves. But we know one thing. The para aduma is a kapara for tumah. And we ourselves have to recognize we, have to, we had a kapara. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a, a, a matana by having Reb Chaim for so many and so many years. But he decided now he has to be brought up to the Bezden Shomala. And in this week's parasha, parasha Shmini and parasha Spara, we have to make resolutions for ourselves that we would like to have more Kedusha and more Tyra in our lives. And whatever we can do to enhance the, our levels of the Kedusha and Tyra, that will be a bracha for us. We should be zeicha for us and for all of Klai Yisrael, for our families, that this year, parasha Shmini and parasha Spara should bring us into the following week of the Chaydash of Nisan, we should be Zoichet to Nisan, Guluyim, Be'ezun Hashem Yisbarach. We should be Zoichet to Tchiyas HaMesim and the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, Be'er of Yameinu, Amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, 
be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.